Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Taking a walk. You know, I'm not, you know... 20 years old again, I'm 82, and uh, I don't want to go out there trying to sound like I did then, and, you know, and people say, oh, you don't sound like you used to. I have records that I made that are great, you know, if you want to hear Aaron Neville, you know, check out the records. I still call them records, you know. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Taking a Walk, music history on foot. Buzz Knight is your host, and his guest is Grammy Award-winning singer Aaron Neville. Aaron has four platinum albums. Four top ten hits, including three that reached number one on the Billboard charts. Aaron's new book is called Tell It Like It Is. Aaron Neville joins Buzz Knight next on Taking a Walk. Aaron, it's an honor to speak to you. Oh, thank you. Same here. Congratulations on the book, Tell It Like It Is. Tell me, did you enjoy the writing process for your book? Oh, yeah, it was great with uh, Beth Adelman, who helped me do it. First thing she said was, Aaron, I wanted to be in your voice, and that's what we've done. And I'll tell you, it was a roller coaster of emotions, you know, just going over stuff that I had lived. Did you find it, it uh, therapeutic? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and I, and I, you know, I prayed the whole while I was doing it, you know, asking for forgiveness for whatever I'd done wrong at different times, you know. Tell me about religion in your life, Aaron. Well, I went to Catholic school at St. Monica in New Orleans. It was close to the Catholic project. And uh, the nuns, you know, like a, one of my favorite nuns was Sister Damien. She taught the fourth grade, and, you know, she followed our careers until she passed. And uh, I learned a lot from them and, and from my parents, too, you know, but... Uh, 
being in Catholic Church at listening to the choir singing the Ave Maria. I never knew the words, I just knew the refrain. It would always do something to my heart. I can't explain it, you know, it was like like medicine, you know. And that's what I'd call my music after that medicine for other people. But uh the Ave Maria was special until I met Linda Ronstadt and the first thing we got the chance to sing together in the studio was the Ave Maria. We did it in harmony. Co-produced with uh, George Massenberg, my first solo album on A&M, Warm Your Heart. He suggested that I do Ave Maria. And I, we recorded it in San Francisco at Grace Cathedral with an all-boys choir. And I mean, it came out magnificent. I have chills just thinking about that. Oh, yeah, it was chill for me, too, <laughs> really. Aaron, the book is so transparent in terms of uh, where your life led you down some, uh, some paths of uh, destruction. Um, when, yeah. you, when you sort of think about those lessons, like lessons of rehab as an example, what would you want to pass along to others uh, listening? Well, uh, it's a it's a game you play, and and, and especially with with the drugs, with the heroin, is like uh, you first do it and it make you think it likes you, but it don't like you. You know, it's your it's your worst enemy, and it drag you through hell and gasoline drugs, and that's what it done me. So you know, um, I'm glad I got out to the other side. I'm glad I wasn't one of the 27 club, like Jimi Hendrix and a few others. You know. They all died at 27 years old. So here I am, still here. What did uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky teach you uh, when you uh, consulted him? He told you that the, the drugs, what they were doing to your inside, to your organs and all, you know, and destroying you. And uh, then he said something. He said, one's too many and a thousand's not enough. I said, wow, that made so much sense. You know, but I guess... Uh, I had to, you know, reach my Waterloo, whatever you want to call it, you know, before I, I tell y'all, it's all in the book, how I finally flew the dragon, you know. Now, you have kind of quietly retired. Um, you know, I've, I've done it since I was a teenager. And the thing about me and Linda Ronstadt talk about it, like she's saying when she first found her, she had Parkinson, and, you know, she was, wasn't hitting the notes like she used to. She, she said, I don't want to cheat the people. And that's how I feel. You know, I'm not, you know, 20 years old again. I'm 82. And uh, I don't want to go out there trying to sound like I did then. And, you know, and people say, oh, you're going to sound like you used to. I have records that I made that are great. You know, if you want to hear Aaron Neville, you know, check out the records. I still call them records, you know. <laughs> Is it possible anyone would ever coax you into a recording session? No. Nah. I mean, I've, I've, I've got five Grammys. I've, since I retired, I got a Grammy from one of the songs I did on the album uh, Apache, uh, Stomping Grounds. So uh, who would have thought I was getting a, a fifth Grammy? So I'm satisfied, you know. Back to Linda Ronstadt. Do you recall the first time you met her? I still do. We, uh, it was 1984 in New Orleans at the World's Fair. She was there doing uh, Nelson Riddle at the amphitheater, and the brothers were doing a, a gig at Pete Fountain's club on on the grounds. And after her show, somebody told her she we were playing, so she came 
and he told me she was in the audience, so I sang a song called Ariane, and I dedicated it to her, and I, and I called up on stage, which she later told the press that she you usually never do anything impromptu like that, but she wasn't going to say no to Aaron Neville. <laughs> so that was how we met, and I asked for autographs, and uh, she said to Aaron, love, I'll sing with you anytime, any place, anywhere, in any key. So that was 84, 85. Alan Tucson and myself had formed an organization called New Orleans Artists Against Hunger and Homeless. And we were doing benefits for it in New Orleans. You know, all of New Orleans artists would be, would participate in it. You know, the brothers, the Dixie Cubs, the, whoever. And I, we invited Linda to come. She said, oh, yeah, I'll definitely do it. So we were in Alan Tucson's studio. And the first thing we wanted to sing together by us both being Catholic was the Ave Maria, and we sang it in harmony. And our, our manager, Peter Asher, said, oh, y'all should do a record together. I said, man, I, I'm a geek, you know. I'd love to sing with Linda Ronstadt. We didn't record until like 88 or something like that, but the record came out in 89. And in the studio, I told her, meet you at the Grammys. I was joking, but not joking because it was that great of a song, you know. You are, yeah, one of the, you know, rare group of people who have sang with Linda Ronstadt. Uh, what kind of experience is that? It's a heavenly experience. I don't, that's all I can say. You know, she she said, I, I have the voice of an angel. I, I think she has the voice of an angel also. So there were two angels mixing together. I mean, we got a bunch of stuff. We did not just the four songs on her album. She recorded stuff with a few of my albums. We did a song by uh, called the Song of Bernadette, and we did a harmony version of that. She sang another song called Please Remember Me. She sang Close Your Eyes, the old doo-wop, by, uh, by the Five Keys. And she's singing on Ave Maria, and and we still talk every once in a while, a couple of times, maybe a week, even contact. Aaron, we have a podcast we produce besides this uh, Taking a Walk podcast that's called Music Save Me, about the power and healing power of music. And for someone who has gotten mixed up into a lot of trials and tribulations in your life that you depict in the book, you know, stealing cars, ended up in jail, addiction, can you say, can you say music saved you? Yeah, I always say music was medicine to me, and I, I have a couple of incidents, like the lady told me about a little six-year-old boy, he was autistic, and they had to keep him in a rubber room. They couldn't do anything with him. He'd flop around like a seal. And the only thing that would calm him down is they put a headset on his head with my voice. And I said, well, the only thing I can think of is the God in me touch the God in him. You know, so stuff like that give me chills. But I know my voice, you know, when I sing, I'm, uh, St. Augustine said, he who sings prays twice. And I definitely believe him because I was always praying when I sang. Are you singing around the house uh, as you're doing chores in the midst of the day? Oh, I do it. I'd be outside and, you know, uh, sit by the piano and do something, you know, but it's just for me and Sarah. Who are some of the musicians that you admire today? I really like uh, Bruno Mars. Uh, I like some of the rap stuff when they're talking positive stuff, you know. Adele, I like Adele. I like uh, Beyonce. 
Adam Levine, and they, they both did a thing, and they called themselves singing Aaron Neville's uh, Don't Know Much thing, Beyonce and Adam Levine. So that was, you know, it's like uh, giving you praise, like, you know. Tell me about the Aaron Neville elixir. <laughs> well, that's something my wife, Sarah, she started growing the turmeric and the ginger and the cayenne and the, uh, the lemons, and, and it's a mixture of... Uh, Turmeric, ginger, cayenne, lemon, apple cider vinegar, and honey. And uh, I don't know. I've been taking it for for years now, and don't want to stop taking it. And as anybody that that takes it, they like it because it helps them in different things. You know. You still pretty aggressively work out every day, don't you? Well, not every day, but me and Sarah, we we work out at least four times a week. And sometimes we do two in a row. We do the one with just the weights, and then one called it hit. You know, get you vigorous and you know vigorous workouts. And I feel good afterwards. For someone who lived on the road so much in your career, explain to somebody who has never been a musician on the road how difficult and trying and taxing it is. Well, I'm look. I'm so glad I'm not out there right now with all the stuff happening. With the, I call it airport agony. You know, you, you cancel flights and at, at, at the drop of a hat, and you just stuck. And if your your luggage get lost, we don't know where it is. And hey, you know, good luck. So uh, airport agony. I do not miss it at all. Uh, Late that I'm in about people being in the airport for like a week trying to get get out of that town. You know, so it gets crazy. I don't miss the hotels, you know, I mean, I miss the crowd, you know, and that part, but the rest of it, they can keep it. I used to say, uh, I'll be glad when I can get, like, Star Trek, get beamed from my house to the gig, and I have to have to worry about the airport. They <laughs> 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 never worked that out. <laughs> you know, as you're uh, contemplating your, your faith every day, do you do you find a way that maybe allows you to communicate with some of your either lost friends who have passed on or musicians who have passed on? Do you get to communicate with them? Well, I don't know about communicating, but they, I think about them a lot, you know, like my brothers, you know, Dr. John, Alan Toussaint, and my first wife, Joelle, and all her family. And, you know, yeah, you know, I think of they, they're in my reverie, in my in my remembrance, you know. And that's why I was able to just write the book like it, you know, like I lived it. So lastly, what would you tell a musician who is trying to find their voice, who is starting out? What would you give them advice-wise in a very tough business? Be a plumber. <laughs> you get it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sure job. <laughs> The music business is so fickle now, you know. Hey. <laughs> I love you to death. I love you to death. I'm so grateful for all the music that you've given us, and congratulations on the book, Tell It Like It Is. Uh, Aaron Neville, you are a treasure. <laughs> Thank you, Buzz. Thank you, sir. What a joy talking with Aaron Neville. So grateful to have him on. Check out his book, Tell It Like It Is. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. Leave us a review. Thanks to Bob Malatesta for his production excellence. 
And thanks for listening to Taking a Walk. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.